this is not it will probably unfortunately get worse before they get better yeah whatever hey thanks for tuning into the debrief my name is Stephen Beckman. I am the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. And let's just go ahead and dump into, dump into, jump into this week's headlines for June 26th through June 30th. So first and foremost, what happened this week is I think going to be something important, but I think it's going to be something we're going to figure out as important like seven, ten years from now. Um... You know, I pay attention to the Biden administration, what they're doing. Uh, I don't hate on that administration at all. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's weird that people think that if their politician doesn't like or support everything they like, they don't support that dude. Like, have you ever gotten a boss and you like everything that they do or you like everything about their managerial style or you agree with how like, no, you just... That's just who you get, and you know you support that dude, and you know as long as he's not, as long as that guy's not like a raging asshole, like then you just do what you got to do, right? I don't understand why people um, expect so much from their politicians to the point where they get mad if they don't support something that they do. And I always try to point out like the good shit that somebody does rather than the shit that I don't agree with. Um, you know, I understand his, this administration has been totally, you know, a major driver for, you know, Ukraine, etc. But, you know, I've been, I don't want to chase a rabbit. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I don't want to chase a rabbit. And go off and off and off. But, yeah. They, you know, he's not necessarily a war hawk. And, you know, saying he's not putting us into, like, a forever war. You can... I don't know. I just got nothing bad to say. Because he's not, like, killing 3,000 people in front of us so he can start a fake war. It just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I don't agree with everything that he does, but I don't I don't fucking hate the dude. It's just weird that pe that's what people expect out of their politician. It's like, well, he did this thing and I don't like that thing, so now he's he's Hitler. It's crazy. Like uh my governor, uh Governor Newsom here in California. He has a really strong stance, anti-gun stance. I fucking love the Second Amendment. You know what I'm saying? If I was governor of California, I would allow you mother I would allow these motherfuckers to have machine guns like I just, I believe that if you teach people at a young age, like you teach people not to touch the stove, right? You teach kids not to touch the fucking stove or stick things into an outlet because it's dangerous. Like, why can't you teach kids that guns are dangerous? I don't understand. I don't, I just don't understand. It's the same amount of engagement. Like you have to engage with it. You have to use it, et cetera. It's just, that's my personal, uh, um, what do you call it? Stance. But just like with Governor Newsom, um, I agree. I don't agree about his stance on guns, but uh, pardon me. But at the same time, this dude stuck it to the oil companies, and now we have a now we have this new tax here, windfall tax. So when um, because these corporations got caught caught price gouging us, and their price rate and their their raise in price didn't reflect 
refinery costs, etc. And for literally decades, oil companies have been getting away with that shit in California. California, we have really expensive gas here. And especially around the summer because everyone drives everywhere. And I don't know if you lived in California or been to California, especially Southern California. If you live anywhere in Southern California, you either live at the bottom of, in the middle of, or the top of a hill. Like, it's this is hill country. And and we drive a lot and because there's just a lot of dope shit just in a small area of driving. And uh, Newsom has this new tax. If the gas companies get caught price gouging us again, all the money that they made goes into like a fund and he gives it back to the gives it back to Californians. And that's fucking that's super rad. Right. So you don't get everything that you want. And I think that should be the same thing with like a president. Like, OK, well, your guy didn't get in or I don't agree with this, whatever he does. But all the good the shit that he does do that I like, you know, what I'm saying I I'm going to give him his flowers on that. And the shit that I don't like, um, you know, what I'm saying if it becomes a problem where I think that, you know, uh, I don't agree with it, then I just vote differently next year. That's it. You know, what I'm saying people just get really it's not a religion. And um I believe during the Trump era, both sides turned politics into a fucking religion. Like, do you remember when nobody would take the vaccine because Trump, right? Everyone on the left wouldn't take the vaccine because it was Trump's vaccine. (laughs) And then immediately when we got a new administration, all of a sudden the vaccine became this holy thing and you're trying to make everyone, and you're trying to continue the pandemic if you don't take the Jesus juice. Like, it was Trump vaccine from the beginning, but like everyone didn't want it. It was, it all depended on who was going to fucking, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Here's the airplane. Take your, you know, it's just, it's just silly. People are dumb. People are emotional animals. They're emotional farm animals. It's crazy. It's crazy. The shit that happened. It's crazy. Anyways, Biden, Biden administration. He does a lot of shit for equality. I will tell you like his administration, his shining thing. And in, in this administration is going to be equality. You got to pay attention to his resume on what he's getting done. A lot of stuff for equality, um, Inflation Reduction Act. There's some good things that he really good things that he's done. And, uh, you know, I'm saying I will support the good things that he does and the stuff that I don't think is in the best interest of the American people. I'm not even going to bring it up because, you know, I'm saying I don't it's why am I going to make something popular that I don't agree with? But it doesn't mean I think he's Hitler or whatever. And it's weird that people think that about politicians. Like, <laughs> you know, it is funny to, I'm going to get to the headline, I promise, but I want to preempt you this because I want you to think about things. How, like, there will be somebody who starts talking on a podcast or whatever, and he's like, you know, I think people should, like, it's some sort of, like, <laughs> new idea. <laughs> like, it's some sort of new idea. Like, I think people, you know what I'm saying, should work together. I don't think all this, all this division and tribalism, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not productive. You know what I'm saying? Like left and right, there needs to be bipartisan. Like they talk like it was their idea or they act like it means that they're some sort of, Jim saying like, oh, you want to give both sides the ability to fucking make decisions and work like, oh my God, you're such a, you know what I'm saying? What a, what a, what a visionary. You <laughs> like. But it's funny, you'll see people on podcasts, etc., try to lay out this, like, duh, bro, that's what we should have been doing. Like, that only seems like a crazy good idea or, or some sort of virtuous quality that you're trying to project. 
because we've been brainwashed into thinking, you know, my, my team is versus your team. And like, bro, it's not, it's not about it's bro. Blue and red. They're fucking, they're both fucking us. Okay. They're just dividing the shit out of us. So we don't realize we're getting fucked by them ultimately. So, but it's crazy how people now, when they'll talk, they'll talk as if um, equal representation means they're some sort of alternative visionary. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. It's like, uh, can, do you, can like saying black people should be able to drink from the same watering, fa- watering fountain. Um, or go to the same schools as us was a controversial thing to say, but it's not, it's just, People were brainwashed to think segregation was okay. I, you know, it's almost like that joke, um, that Chris Rock joke where he's like, you know, I hate, I hate dads who say shit like, I'm a good dad. I take care of my kids. And he's like, you're supposed to do that motherfucker. What do you want a cookie? Like, or it's like those people who have those bumper stickers. I love my wife. It's like, motherfucker, you're supposed to. What are you What are you doing? And I just love that in podcasts where people act like there's some sort of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they're some sort of visionary. Like, you know, I just think both sides should just get together and all this division. Like, duh, stupid. We're just brainwashed. That being said, you can't look at politicians like... Uh, I don't like that thing he does, so I don't like all the things he does. Like, that's so silly. Like, we're not going to get anywhere. Imagine a president, like I said, aside from being someone who's a fucking warmonger, like Bush and Cheney, who put us $8 trillion in debt. Do you know what $8 trillion would do? $8 trillion would put us below the threshold where our net, our gross, uh, our, our, our gross, uh, our national gross would be um would be still be above our national debt. And I don't know if you know anything about basic economics, but when your national gross is below your national national debt, it looks really bad. You should go to usdebtclock.com and check out what I'm talking about. We're out of balance. Our national debt is now more than our annual gross that our nation brings in. It's that's every time that's ever happened throughout history, it's a bad thing that happens for that nation. That nation is on its way out whenever that happens. Anyways, all that shit being said, you, you know, first and foremost, you shouldn't trust a politician. You just shouldn't. Okay. You should always holding, be holding their fucking feet to the fire. Always, 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 because it's a, that's a public servant's job. And it's kind of crazy that we got these people who go in to these, this line of work. It's public service, It's public service. Like how do you become a hundred millionaire going into public service? That doesn't make any sense. It's, you know what I'm saying? But you should always hold those motherfuckers feet to the fire. But just because somebody doesn't support what you don't doesn't mean you should just should just everything that they do you find a reason to talk shit about it like i said i'm very pro gun my governor is anti gun i don't hate that dude and i whenever he does some shit that's good that i i agree with like i'm a 100% gonna fucking talk talk that shit up because you should always look at the guy who is running shit as like the pilot for a plane you know what I'm saying like if my if a pilot was 
flying us somewhere. And he has hundreds of people in this plane, like 200 people. And then a group of 10 people started going up behind the pilot and flicking his ears and like slapping him in the back of the head and shit. Like while he's flying all of us in the plane, like you would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Leave that guy alone. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? If he hits turbulence or the fucking, the food service is bad or what, then I just, I'm not going to fly this shit again, you know? And, uh, we can't do anything because we're already up in the fucking air. Like that's how you need to look at it. You need to look at politicians like pilots. You need to look at them like, well, we reelected this dude. So we're already up in the air. We got this guy for the next four years, unless he does something crazy heinous where we can like, um, you know, kick him out early. This is the dude. And the good stuff you amplify and the shit you don't agree with, you just ignore it. So it doesn't gain any traction and support. It's literally the best way to go forward. Unless he's just like a crazy warmonger pile of shit like uh, George W. Bush and Dick Cheney. Um, how crazy. I know I sound salty about some shit that happened literally 20 years ago, but they... The study of war concluded that they washed $8 trillion out of the U.S. Treasury. They washed that money. It was a money laundering scheme. That's why it was a forever war. It wasn't about the war. It was about getting everyone rich. It was a money laundering scheme. That's why it went on for so long. We weren't there to win shit. We were there to fight a fake enemy. Once we can, once we defeated Al Qaeda, then we were def then we were fighting fucking ISIS, and then we gave it all back to Al Qaeda. Like what the fuck? No, we, they were just there to wash and steal money from you and me. That motherfucker set us back, and turned us into a draconian fucking country. Those two guys and people don't really understand policy when it gets implemented many years down the road you feel the repercussions of that shit yeah i know i'm getting fucking preachy and you're here for the news but sit down and listen because this is going to apply and i hope you look at the news this way each time now because this is important um the patriot act etc did you know both sides both parties voted for the patriot act they kept renewing it you know a lot of people don't people think that shit just got signed into law and i was like, no 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 they had to keep renewing it, and both sides kept allowing the fucking NSA to break the Constitution every day. Both sides voted for that shit. See, that's why that's why you should never think in terms of red versus blue. Bro, they're both out to not help us. But um, that was over 20 years ago. But look, we have no fucking privacy. We're just constantly getting hacked. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We're just constantly... Um, giving up our private lives, et cetera, for the U.S. government to use. Like, there's all these headlines that go over, like, last year, last year, last week's headlines where I went over how the U.S. government... I don't know what's going on with Ukraine. 
this time it's about money. Okay, got it. But you're so you're doing the same thing. So you have different reasons because oh, okay. Well, it's a little inconsistent. I don't think I think both sides are full of shit. That's what I really think. I think both sides are full of shit. Regardless, if you have a president or a governor or whatever politician, amplify the shit that you agree with and don't amplify the shit you don't agree with, whether it be your governor or whatever, because they're flying the fucking plane and you don't want to fucking slap your pilot in the back of the head. But when they do something that's good, you want to amplify that shit. And it's important to also understand when things happen, like get implemented, etc., it takes a few years for them to gain traction before they have their effects on us. Uh, kind of like the Patriot Act, and now 20 years later, nobody has privacy. It's crazy. Okay, thank you. Thank you for downloading all that information in your brain. Um, first headline, Biden announces $42 billion for nationwide high-speed internet access. This is the shit I'm talking about you need to pay attention to. The plan aims to deliver reliable broadband to the entire country by 2030. And this is the largest effort to connect all the U.S. and promises to connect all of rural rural America. And that's a big deal because rural America doesn't have good internet. Some people got satellite internet. Um, some people just use cell phone towers. Like It's crazy, but he wants to give people jobs. So there's going to be all these broadband jobs. So that's, that's really good. But then, you know, everyone's going to be wired. So everyone's going to have be wired for high speed internet, et cetera. And that's, that's a good thing. And I think we're going to see the effects of it. And then not having high speed internet, et cetera, is going to just be this weird thing. And I know everyone thinks, oh, 5g, et cetera, but there's still lots part of the country that is, is not connected like it is. And that's a good thing that he did. So Biden went ahead and did that. And now the whole nation is just going to have from nuts to butts. Everyone's going to have high speed. So that's super dope. Um, here's some, here, uh, now for some, some, something else that's going to be harm, you know, affect us later on down the road. Here's another headline. It's found, uh, the head, um, the head spokesman for OPEC has publicly stated that despite clean energy ramp up, their projection shows that oil will be the dominant source of energy still past 2045. That's their projection based on countries' demand and need and how much they're transitioning, etc. Now, this is super bad news for the global environment as the temperature rises. Um, you know, I mentioned last week how the um, the UN showed that we had a certain kind of carbon budget that the whole globe had to essentially curb in order to make 1.5 degrees um, rise by 2030. We're just not going to make it by 20, by 2023. We already went, we already spent half our budget. We're not even halfway through the year. So we're just not going to make it global warming or warming of the planet, planet, et cetera. It's just going to happen. And I understand that there's hills and valleys and spikes and whatever, but we, you know, definitely hit the accelerator on by putting all this shit into the air it's crazy, like, but OPEC now, in the Arabia, although it's some of the, the, the dudes, who, uh, you know what I'm saying, making, you know, ashtray out of some dude's skull, um, 
slave labor, etc. over there. Like these motherfuckers control the oil industry. They're telling me, they're telling us that their projections show that 2045, they're still, it's oil is still going to be the dominant energy source. Crazy. So that means it's just not going to happen. So you can, Greta Thunberg can wave her finger at everyone. They can have all the COP meetings. COP is COP. It's a annual climate meeting. All the it's basically like the G7, um, but just basically for the climate. And all ever you know, main most of Europe is part of it, etc. And they all get together and they talk about. It's all bullshit. It's gonna be all smoke and mirrors. This you know what I'm saying because you can talk about carbon credits, etc., and scrubbing car, but nobody is trying to ramp down production, and that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what people say; it matters what they do. Someone said that. Fantastic. What does the what are their actions show? What does the receipts show? Well, the receipts show that none of these countries are ramping up fast enough with clean energy to actually get to the point where we might have some hope. And it's just not going to happen. It sucks because I'm just not in a position. I'm not a person who's in a position to make that happen. And, you know, Greta Thunberg, I've you know, a lot of people talk a lot of shit about Greta Thunberg. I didn't got nothing, no hate for her. I think she's a young broad who's just, she's trying to make a difference. And that's cool that she's getting, I mean, but unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And, um, but that's crazy though. It's important to pay attention to these things that happen. And notice nobody covered this story. No one talks about this. This is a big deal. 2045. 2045, we're not, it's going to be the dom, like, do you understand, at the cop meeting, I don't know if you paid attention or any of you guys watched, I watch all this because I'm a news junkie, uh, but at the cop meeting, they said that they're going to reach carbon neutrality, the globe will, by 2050, but you can't, there's no way that would happen if OPEC says, and these guys are well in tune with all the countries ordering and how they're building out infrastructure. They see things, right? So when they have these meetings, you need to understand the corruption and the bullshit happens in plain sight. There's just so much to watch. And a lot of people don't know what they're watching or it's super boring. It's made boring on purpose too, by the way. So no one pays attention to understand this. But I guarantee you next year at the next year's cop meeting, um, Everyone's going to talk this hard game about sustainability. Like, bitch, no. OPEC OPEC has all your orders in, dog. They they said by 2045, like, they're expecting oil still to be the big dog. It's crazy. It's crazy. So anytime, anytime people are talking about, you know, fucking carbon zero, like, shut up, shut up, shut up. We, it doesn't matter what you guys say to us. OPEC had one of their meetings and shows that based on their data, meaning their orders, meaning them monitoring countries, shift of major infrastructure, etc., that they're positive they are going to be raking in the dough, just like they are now. You know, all those oil-rich companies where they're driving around a bunch of gold-plated Bugattis and shit, and they just leave them out in the sand, you know, to rot. Um, 2045. So... Don't let your politician, like, if there's a politician out there who's a green politician, like, that guy better be talking shit to oil barons, and, like, he really needs to be quite the bastard 
and making a lot of problems, which means he's probably not going to be in office for long. Like all these other politicians talk this hard game. That's all it is. It's fucking talk, talk, because the people who actually are making money says, bro, we got our orders in. we're paying attention. Our country's doing it. 2045, we're still going to be golden. And that should not be a thing. So, unfortunately, Greta Thunberg, it's fallen on deaf ears. Nothing's going to happen unless something majorly radical happens. So, get used to things getting hotter. Get used to energy prices, you know what I'm saying? And, and there's all sorts of schemes to try to get us to drive less, etc. Which is bullshit because, you know what I'm saying, OPEC puts in their orders. OPEC watches other countries infrastructure etc so they can make projections because they're a company that wants to stay around for a long time so they have their 10 year projection sheets etc so they know what's happening in the world they're saying 2045 based on everything that's happening in the global economy how fast countries are transitioning means that means that they're dragging their feet and they don't give a fuck so if you have a politician or at the next cop meeting and all these guys talk this hard game about carbon credits. Just shut shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. We have the receipts, dog. We know what the truth is. Shut shut up. Shut up. Lip service, bro. Lip service. They're just going to burn this shit to the ground. And they don't care about you because they can afford air conditioning. It's crazy. Uh, let's go on to another story. I'm not, this is not going to be all a bunch of depressing news, but this is important. You need to look at it this way because so much news happens and people don't realize you should be getting angry about these things. Things are happening in front of you and you're not getting angry. And I only cover news that's going to affect your life. This, what's happening to, um, you know, the environment and shit like that. warming because I'm not a planet scientist and none of the scientists who are alive have been along alive that long uh, long enough to be here for the for you know a major planetary cycle and we can't find another planet with life on it so we're just kind of being like well we think this is what's going on and I kind of lean towards yeah we are increasing the temperature there's eight billion of us bro and we're all the, we're all treating this one ball that's giving us life like a like a sewer dumping all our shit into the water, all sorts of plastics going through the, ugh, it's crazy, but this is important because this is going to affect you, it's good, like global, like, you call it global warming, but, you know, I think we should call it something different, because basically we should just be good stewards of this garden, we are blessed to even be sentient on this garden, really, like, perfect have you every other planet in our in our in our solar system could not even begin we have to develop special technologies just to go and chill there we you know what i'm saying they don't even know if they can get astronauts this is real talk they don't even know if they can get astronauts to mars and back without killing them because there's so much radiation we we're, we live in a garden we're just treating like a fucking sewer fuck the warming right fuck warming Who gives a fuck about warming we are also treating this bitch like a sewer. It's crazy. So it's not all doom and gloom. But some of these stories, they're important because they affect your life. So like, uh, here's another story. Microplastics and your guts. Microplastics are now known to cause inflammatory effects in human intestines. And they're so pervasive 
humans ingest around 74,000 pieces of plastic yearly. Um, it's actually such a problem. Scientists, it's, it's hard for scientists to find if plastics are causing the inflammation in our gut or not, because they can't find anybody, even in remote environments, etc., to use as a control because plastics are now just everywhere. They don't have a control. They, you know what I'm saying? They're basically going to have to put like what, like a human into like a bubble and make sure that they filter everything out to just, there's no more humans that don't have plastic in them or at least ones that they could find. And it's making it hard for people who don't ingest plastic so they can have a control to test if, in fact, plastics are causing your guts to get all inflamed. Crazy, though. So many people eat, uh, inhale. It's in the air. It's in the air we breathe. Can you believe that? That's going to have to be added to the air pollution index. Microplastics. Today's microplastic concentration. It's going to be part of the weather report, like the smog is. It's crazy. That's how much plastic is in the air plastic. Uh, but yeah, it's so pervasive that scientists can't even find an adequate enough amount of people to run a control group that don't have high amounts of, they'll have their bodies just, um, polluted with microplastics somehow. Um, here's another environmental story. Hawaii, Virginia, Oregon, and Utah will begin a program to charge drivers per mile as a fuel tax. And basically, you're going to put this little thing in your car and they're going to track how many miles you that you drive. And then based on the miles that you drive, they will tax you. Now, the reason, the main reason, well, the reason they're saying this is for is because they're saying because there's more EVs on the road. I mean, there's a lot, but there's, it's, middle America isn't full of EVs. Like, here in Southern California, it's, this is Tesla country. Southern California is fucking Tesla country. I don't know why he didn't come build cars down here. He was up in the Bay Area, but, or, you know, Hawthorne, I think. But, hey, like, SoCal is Tesla country. Like, there's just Teslas everywhere. But in, like, Oregon, fucking, you know, Nevada, Vermont, you know, Wisconsin, like, it's just, normal people, but regardless, the states now are going to be running this pilot program because they said that there's so many EVs on the road that it's there's going to be less fuel tax because, believe it or not, the tax on your gasoline is what pays for the roads, etc. A lot of people don't know that. There's a tax added to gas when you buy it that pays for all the transportation. And they're saying because EVs, that they're going to have to start implementing this pay by the mile. And you put a little tracker device in it tracks where you drive and how long you drive and how many miles you drive and then you just pay at the end of the year or whatever but i think it's bullshit uh i mean i think the government just likes to control shit i don't think it's a i don't think it's a grand conspiracy but i just think it's bullshit um you know it's just bullshit but the federal government is also believe it or not this sounds a little silly and it seems like bullshit, but the federal government is also working on a similar national program. They want to track you in your car. And they say the reason why they want to track you is because of the environment. Tell me that's not going to get fucking abused. They love to they love to make us adopt some new form of 
quantitative action that humans do, go, etc., by saying it's for some reason. We got to do it. We got to do it. Because, we got to take away your privacy because terrorism. We got to track your car because of the environment. We got to track, you know, this because we need to figure out the fuel taxes. This everyone's buying all these EV like. I mean, in SoCal, I know a lot of people, they love fucking Teslas. Like, I'd love to have, have a Tesla, real talk. <laughs> but um, I think virtue is always a foot in the door. But yeah, they're saying that you know they're going to run out of money because there's no fuel, you're not paying fuel tax. Well, they can just change the law and have you pay, you know, a tax on... Um, charging like they can set that up like you can't set that up like you really can't set that up to charge people a tax for char for charging to pay for transportation like bullshit i don't believe that i think they just want to um i just think they want to find a reason to keep tracking us keep quantifying our data etc it's slowly becoming this you know smart city prison that everything's going to be hyper connected and they're going to come up with an excuse why we need anything we're just going to be pacified crazy but the federal government's also working on a program so be on the lookout for that in the future just like with uh facial recognition at the airport before 9-11 you could just go and fly thing it would be it's like taking a bus you just get on the fucking plane yeah you gotta have your id and whatever but not all the security theater but now they're now they're making you scan your fucking face like people in china scan their face and the airports and they're just pacifying it and they're not making a big deal about it and they barely bring it up in the news and we just let it happen and I guess it's the way things go now. Like, I think this is going to be the same thing. Bullshit. Um, here's a cool story out of Texas and especially for you people who listen to us in Texas, uh, you guys have Governor Abbott out there and that dude, he's, he, he gets shit done. I mean... I don't agree with everything he does, but I get definitely guarantee you, I definitely think that uh, Texas Governor Abbott, he actually gives a shit about the people of Texas. Like, he gives, like, if he has another, I don't really pay attention to policies, but if he has another, um, you know what I'm saying, if he's got another cycle in him, I definitely think you guys should probably, you guys should probably stick with old, uh, uh, should probably stick with Abbott. He actually gives a shit about his state, you can tell. Uh, here's a new law that he just passed. New Texas law now mandates DUI convicts who kill a child's parents have to pay child support. So if you drink and drive and you kill parents and those parents have kids and those kids are left, um, you got to pay child support. And the amount of child support you're going to have to pay, so you have to take care of that kid after you kill his parents. You're not just going to go to jail for manslaughter. The amount will be determined by several factors, including the child's standard of living and educational needs. So if you hit some bougie parents and you end up killing them, like, I'm sorry, man, he, that dude's used to private school and, you know what I'm saying, and private tutors and, uh, you, know, you, you know, like he gets the newest iPhone every year <laughs> like that, you know, so you want to make sure, you know, you don't want to hit any, uh, you don't want to hit any uh, bougie cars shouldn't be drinking and driving in the first place, but this is really cool. And I think it's cool that Texas considers these things. And I would hope that I think other states should do that because drinking and driving is bullshit. And I, and I mean, back in college, 
sometimes I would push the limit and I'm guilty of it. Like, well, I got to have my car for tomorrow so I can go to work and da, 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 da. This is before Ubers. Um, now, whenever I'm, you know what I'm saying, going to go enjoy a night, I just, you just Uber. Like, how easy is that now? But if you hit somebody's, if you hit some parents and the parents die, you're going to have to pay for that child's child support for the rest of their life. And um, uh says here, the law will go in effect September 1st. And the payments start one year after the convict is let out of jail. So, you know, I think that's awesome. That's awesome that we're paying attention to the the effects of the crimes that we commit. And I think those extra pieces of justice are necessary. And I don't think that's going to be every drunk driver. But in those special cases, isn't it awesome to know that there is... um, and I think he's right wing, right? Um, he's a he's a he's he's Republican. And see, like, even if you're not Republican, that tell me that's not a good thing. Tell me that's not a good thing. It's an amazing thing. So you gotta you gotta praise the shit that people do. That's that's rad. But uh, how awesome is that 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 um, parachute exists? Because how unfortunate would it be to lose your parents to a drunk driver and they just, they just get taken from you, like? You know, most mistakes you can chalk up to your own something that happened to you. But like drunk driver, you can't control that. That's just a thing that happens. Crazy. But um, that's awesome that uh, Texas passed that law. I hope more states pass that law. We got to think, think about the externalities of your actions. Um, here's another story that happened. The Senate January 6th committee discovered that the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security overlooked huge and substantial amounts of intel before the January 6th riots online. And the agencies failed to recognize the riots despite an on people planning online in the open in like public Facebook groups, etc. Out in the open, bro. Uh, online. And talking about literally killing people. Um... And it may be incriminating that this was allowed and, and, and this was most likely allowed so they can enhance the crisis. So you have to understand, you've heard of agent provocateurs. I think on the Rogan show, he talks about agent provocateurs during the George Floyd riots that happened or the George Floyd protests, not riots, the protests. And unfortunately, rioters took advantage of that shit. But, um... Yeah, there was agent provocateurs. There was cops breaking windows at Target, etc. So they could have an excuse to come in and do shit. I, pr- I think that there are agent provocateurs online encouraging people to do shit. Incur- like, remember that story last week we talked about where that FBI agent groomed that kid to and convinced him to um, get gift cards and, 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 and give them to ISIS? Isn't that fucking crazy, bro? That's bananas. That is fucking bananas. I think those those people exist online. I don't just like they exist in the real world where plainclothes cops were caught breaking windows and shit, so the cops have a reason to come in and start beating heads. Um, I think that shit exists online too. There are feds online who maintain bullshit accounts, etc., to try to find radicals so then they could. You know what I'm saying? Figure out all the fucking people who would commit crimes. Kind of like pre-crime. You know what I'm saying? Like Minority Report. It's pretty crazy. 
But what's even crazier is that the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security just knew this was going on. They knew people were planning. And what all, what kind of, you know, what should piss you off, especially if you're a pro-Trump guy, is the fact that they, uh, what's it called? What are they? They impeached that motherfucker over this shit. But the fucking feds knew the day before that there were groups, there were fucking groups actively planning this shit ahead of time. And they're trying to put it all on him. You know what I'm saying? And trying to smear his presidential legacy. I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying, he's the best dude in the world. I don't know him personally. You know what I'm saying? It was an entertaining administration, I'll tell you that. But it's crazy now that these new, um, the Senate committee, which is, you know, populated by both sides, uh, caught the FBI with their pants on. Like, they knew this shit was happening. They knew January 6th was happening, which just goes to show you that the U.S. government will enhance a crisis so then it can get so out of hand just so that they can say, oh, this is why we need these new laws and that we got to pass these laws because these people went crazy. But they, you know what I'm saying? But that's not what happened. They knew days in advance. People were openly planning to kill people. Openly, out in the open, online. In public groups, public chat groups. You know what I'm saying? Not, not like in some encrypted chat room, like publicly. How can you, if you, if you understand how a government operates, how could you believe anything the news tells you anymore? Isn't that crazy? Okay, moving on. Um, the university discovered that cigarette butts release crazy amounts of toxin aside from the actual litter. So if you see a cigarette butt, uh, they found out that the cigarette butts when they put them inside uh, aquariums with a, with um, aquatic life, twenty percent of the aquatic life ended up dying off if they introduced the dirty cigarette butts because they found out that all the things that the cigarette butts, which is a filter, was meant to capture, um, it holds those chemicals. Like there's, you know, you ever seen those truth commercials where they talk about all the crazy kind of chemicals that are in cigarette smoke? Um, well, it captures and stores all that shit in those cigarette butts. So they're not just litter. They're these toxic little bombs. And how many of these things, I mean, these are everywhere all over the beach. And these things are just going into the ocean and they release all those toxins into the water. And when they, in their study, they had a control group where they had just aquatic life in one aquarium. And then they had a, and, and then they had the group where they're doing the test and they introduced the cigarette butts, and like 20% of the life just died because of the introduction of the cigarette butts. And at this point, they're considering how much litter is generated from it, and how much um, poison introduces into like an ecosystem. And they're saying that they should just take products with cigarette butts off the market. So, I mean, take that for what you is. I mean. I used to smoke in my 20s when I would go out to drink and stuff like that. And, you know, there was nothing better, better than a cigarette and a stiff drink. They go together like peanut butter and jelly. I know that seems weird and gross, especially people who don't smoke. But, well, at least that first cigarette. You know what I'm saying? That first cigarette. You know what I'm saying? I... But, uh, you get that first cigarette you're out. You know what I'm saying? 
it's literally the most pervasive kind of litter. Cigarette butts are. So, no more butts. Uh, the University of Chicago that intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting. You ever heard about that? There's always there's all these all these assholes who talk about intermittent fasting like. No, it changed my life, bro. Just really, just, you know, intermittent fasting. I eat on Tuesday, and then I just, you know, all I have is, like, an ice cube and five M&Ms on Wednesday. Like, <laughs> um, it's showing that um, intermittent fasting, they did a they did a study, and, and the University of Chicago discovered that intermittent fasting is the same as just dieting. Um, and what you eat is, is the same as not eating overall so you being being a grown-ass person and not eating like shit. So, next person that talks about intermittent fasting and all this, just, just tell him that, tell a homeboy to fucking turn it down. Um, Congress, here's another story. Congress is limiting the use of chat GPT over privacy concerns. This is something you should pay attention to, especially if you use chat GPT for work, etc. This is because Congress is no longer using ChatGPT for important things. This is because ChatGPT indirectly acts as a spy by cons- because it's constantly updating its data set. Do you know what I'm saying? So when we feed ChatGPT data and say, hey, do some shit with this data I'm giving you, it actually adds the data to its data set. And then what it does is when somebody else asks a question about that shit, they will use your findings because it's part of their data set and their information. So now they have your information without even realizing you gave that person answers they shouldn't have because we're constantly updating the AI as we feed it information. So if you input classified information into ChatGPT or intellectual property, it has a high chance of saving it and then giving it to other users randomly who inquire about that same stuff. I think this is going to start giving rise to corporate um, LLMs. Corporate chat GPTs kind of thing. Just like your your business has its own servers, etc. They're, you know what I'm saying, they're learning how to condense LLMs, large language models, which is basically what chat GPT is. And they're able to condense it into server size. And I think that's going to be, at least in the next five years or so, that's going to be an emerging industry. And you should probably get in on that if you're in that space and you can position yourself. I think it'll become more pervasive. I mean, if Congress is not allowing people to use it, you should probably pay attention. Um, I think 
want, you know, everyone's using ChatGPT. I, I pay for a $20 subscription. It's kind of getting crazy. I love Google. I support a lot of things that Google's doing. Um, but I found myself once I bought the $20 a month subscription, I don't even use Google anymore. I asked ChatGPT everything because it's going to just get me all the results and I don't have to go sift through the information. I've replaced Google with ChatGPT. And it goes to show you that, yes, people will pay for a search engine. People will pay up to 20 bucks a month to use a search engine. Because if it, you know, that's the search engine's downfall is that you have to now go and find the answer and then you got to click on the link and, and it's like this, uh, it's like this guessing game. Like, well, I hope this is going to answer my question or I hope this one. Okay, maybe this one. But ChatGPT just goes and it reads all that shit for you, condenses all the information, can process the language, and then comes back with the answer. Now, right now, that information is hit or miss, which sucks because, especially if the thing that you're asking, but you're asking it is important, you know what I'm saying? And you want to double check that stuff. But I think Google, once it comes up with a large language model, an LLM, that, um, I think that they're going to be able to fight back, but it just goes to show you, much like Twitter, do you remember like maybe five, seven years ago, they floated the idea, I remember this story, would you pay for social media? You know, if it meant that they don't get your data, would you pay per month for it? And everyone was like, no, fuck that. And then the argument was like, you know what I'm saying, if you're not paying for something, you're the product. And everyone just kind of was like, yeah, I guess that's how it is, huh? But people are showing, but you're, but uh, Twitter showed, and and many other social media platforms are following Twitter suit that you will pay for social media if you got a value out of it that you didn't get before. I think the same thing is going for search engines. I, you know, what I'm saying I have a background in search. I have a background in search engine optimization. I have a background in online reputation management. Years and years and years doing this. Um. And now that I have access to ChatGPT, and they, when you pay for ChatGPT, they have these plugins, and it allows it to do all these other crazy things, like it searches Wolfram Alpha. I have this plugin called Scholar, so it'll double check the science behind things when it gives it to me, science and stuff like that now, which is important. So it double checks the science to make sure it's not giving me a bunch of gobbledygook. They should probably make one for law um, as well, but what do you call it? Um, yeah, you, if you use it and you use it as a tool, you, you'll get to the realization too, that yeah, you would pay for search, but if it answered your questions, not made you go and search for the answers, but that's the downfall Google has right now is I have to go and search through links. It's going to be incredible to see what happens with this. How are they going to monetize that? Who knows? Anyways, Congress is going to, is limiting this. I think that businesses should start to think about that. Don't feed your important info into chat GPT, especially if you're an engineering corporation or whatever, even if it helps you or you're a, or you're a software developer, because now you're, if you have some cool software idea or whatever, and you feed a chat GPT, you're going to be helping somebody else who might be working on something similar. So I think corporations having their own chat GPTs, I guess, just like your business, probably have his own IT department, it's probably going to be totally necessary. And it's something, if you're a business owner, you should probably be, and you have a, you know, like a medium-sized business, 25 people or more, 
You should probably be thinking about that. Here's an, here's another story. Gonorrhea. That's what I titled it. <laughs> it's a pun. Uh, the world's first ever gonorrhea vaccine has been given the FDA's fast track status. Isn't that crazy? Um, this vaccine by GSK has been given the fast track because of its need globally and it's shown of its effectiveness. This now could, the way that they've approached this vaccine is probably going to pave the way for a lot more uh, STD vaccines. So this is good news. This is good news. It's going to, that's going to affect your life. So it's going to change the, the, the land. They're saying that within the next five years or so, we're going to be seeing a lot more of these vaccines against STDs. That's, that's awesome. That's so awesome. It's going to, I guarantee you, probably if it keeps going on this pace in about 15 years, we're probably going to see a new resurgence of like, who knows? Because during the hippie movement, you know, nobody was afraid. Every, you know what I'm saying? You would probably get like the clap or something back then. But, you know, free love was also, no one was worried about AIDS and stuff like that. But the way medicine is going, we might have a new era in the, you know, the not too distant future where people won't worry about that because of medicine again. Who knows? We'll maybe have another free love movement. Who knows? But that's a big deal. They're going to have a gonorrhea vaccine, so you won't get any more, um, no more, no more, uh, no more drippy sausage or whatever comes with that. I don't know. So that's good. Um, pig beans. This is pretty, this is pretty creepy. This company called Mulek, M-O-O, like as a moo. Mulek has engineered soybeans to contain 25% pig DNA in the beans. So the plant is 25% pig. And they're going to be calling it piggy soy. And they're saying that this piggy soy meat substitute, that's a plant that you can grow that's 25% pig, is going to be a revolutionary means to provide a meat substitute for humans because they said these these soy burgers or what have you provide a more meat-like taste so they're they're just gonna hijack plants now and make them taste like animals or at least 25 percent like an animal and you know who knows maybe that's it i don't know i don't want to eat the bugs like everyone talks about this is getting kind of creepy where we're making plants 25% pig. So they're going to grind up the pig beans and then, you know, shoot them out as different products and it's going to taste savory, I guess. But they're saying the acceptance of these genetically modified animal plant hybrids could revolutionize sustainable food. And I don't want to really eat the bugs. So hopefully this works out. Who knows? Um... Here's an interesting story, and I think it's kind of crazy because, God, we were saying this last year. This was part of literally last year's documentary that is now our current annual documentary about the news cycle. Um, the Wuhan Institute, uh, Wuhan Inst a Chinese um, engineer at the Wuhan Institute has blown the whistle and claims that Coney... COVID-19 was a Chinese engineered bioweapon. How crazy is that? 
Because I don't know if you follow our documentary, but we showed... It's one thing to just say, oh, I think this might be from China. Okay, that's cool. That's what you predicted. But what is your... What is your... What's your... How are you backing this up? What information is showing that this... The reason for it, etc. And in the film, we show that COVID most likely was blowback by the Chinese government. Because we're finding out that the Wuhan Institute, based on this story, is the researcher Chao Xiao, crazy, crazy name, Chao Xiao. Um, how do you know your mom's not sneezing when she's angry at you? You know what I'm saying? When she says your full name. Researcher Chao Xiao revealed that experiments by Chinese mil- the there were the Chinese military was actively involved at the at the Wuhan Institute. Because they were trying to weaponize COVID-19. How crazy is that? Like, to be basically proven right about a documentary where some people were like, hmm, I don't know. Like, and some people were like, well, you know, that seems like a raw intelligence dump, etc. Well, there you go. I was right about that as well. Over a year ago. Over a year ago, look at the headlines. This is why I need to. This is why I need to stick with us. That's why I need to watch the documentaries. There's so much stuff jam packed, and we're basically giving you a map of these of what's going to happen in the next year. And like it's just we're just getting consistently proven right. I'm a year ahead of headlines. How are you a year ahead of a story? Crazy, crazy. But uh, what they're saying is that this could drastically shift the global origin, meaning COVID-19 was a possible act of war. Crazy, crazy, crazy. That it was a Chinese, it was Chinese engineered. The mil- Chinese military specifically was testing it to turn it into a bioweapon. Isn't that crazy? So they were, so for many years beforehand, they were engineering this to be a bioweapon ahead of time. And it just so happens that that same institute released something leaked from the lab and it ended up infecting everything like a bioweapon. That is crazy. Crazy. But yeah, we're just constantly, you know what I'm saying? I'm constantly getting proven right. Uh, You know what I'm saying? A year later. Um, Here's an interesting story. So yeah, COVID-19. The, the, the fucking commies sent it to us just like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just like, um, I fucking said in the movie, it's blowback. It was blowback because people don't remember the news. People don't pay attention is it was, you know, saying it was pretty obvious that we were helping the China, the Hong Kong riots happen. I mean, it was pretty obvious. Go back and watch my film. You can watch it at meshnews.org. It's on the front page of our website. You just scroll down just a little bit past those and there's the movie right there. You can watch it. Um, anyways, moving on uh, from being proven right. Um, I titled this Big Sister. It's hard, by the way, to try to squish a story because I have to keep it to like three words, my headlines for my morning news program. And uh, Big Sister. Uh, CISA, which is a... Homeland Security, that's S, I'm sorry, that's C-I-S-A, CISA, um, part of the Department of Homeland Security, that's supposed to primarily just be for protecting government infrastructure. That's all that organization is supposed to do. 
So we have a government organization that we earmark funds for every year. And their job description is just protect our stuff. And that R, it meaning the federal government. Protect our stuff, our infrastructure. But it got found out that CISA was transformed into a domestic intelligence and speech police agency by the Department of Homeland Security secretly without the knowledge of a lot of people, majorly exceeding its authority on the national stage. So basically people who are saying things that the current, whatever current administration, because this is happening for a couple of years, whatever administration didn't like, or if things were being said about the government that makes the government look bad, etc., this agency would be the speech police. Who knows if they were doing just like what the Twitter files revealed, if they were like nuking accounts and flagging accounts and like censoring speech. Oh, well, this guy's talking about the vaccine. We can't have that because, you know, we got a lot of money riding on this. And there's all these, you know, all these pharmaceutical companies that we gave billions and billions of dollars to put our Jesus juice in everybody. And then we mobilize the media to make sure we give everyone the Jesus juice. But it's come to find out that this branch that is not, it's not made to be, uh, it's, it's basically just to protect infrastructure. It's not for civilians. But the Department of Homeland Security secretly turned this fucking branch of their umbrella into a speech police agency. CISA. And um, the Judiciary House Committee discovered this just recently. How come people aren't losing their fucking minds about this? Like, isn't that crazy that all these crazy stories happen and we're so pacified? You know that's like Stockholm Syndrome, right? Probably not diagnosing it pretty much on the nose, but we just become accustomed to allowing this abuse to happen. And when these stories happen, we go, well, most likely... It's just, it's like being the mo- it's like being in an abusive relationship like oh he cheated on me well probably like what the fuck no no there's 330 million of us bro there's not that many people in the government like we should do something but like this is crazy that, that we just keep finding this shit out it's crazy but yeah it was discovered that it acted like a secret department of censorship for the government wasn't it last week when I, that I told you guys about the story where I found out that the Pentagon was basically had a whole like wing of the Pentagon whose job was specifically to monitor and squash people talking shit about people that they didn't like at the Department of Defense and the State Department. Not looking for terrorism, using your tax dollars to protect the egos of and suppress the First Amendment rights. Of people that was just last week. This week we're learning that uh, a, a um, an IT department basically meant to just protect the fucking infrastructure of the U.S. government was being act was being used as the speech police. If you said the wrong thing, can you imagine? Can you imagine if like? Can you imagine if the water district was? implemented to like i don't know make sure you don't spank your fucking kids and if they did you know what i'm saying they would come and fucking take your kids away like do you know what i'm saying like something that should be so mundane and uninvolved and then we find out you know they're a secret cabal 
you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's listening to everything you did. Like, wouldn't that be a surprise? Like, wait, what, what, what? This is my gardener. He's doing what? doing something very heinous that's exactly what was happening we discovered that this week thanks to the the judicial house committee um this is why it's important to pay attention to who you vote into your shit and be aware of that you know i'm saying like you need somebody who's a fucking fighter you need somebody who's gonna take those big swings you need somebody who's gonna be okay with knowing that they're gonna be they're gonna be making just as much money the last year of their job as the first year because they're a public fucking servant. They shouldn't be making hundreds of millions of fucking dollars. But how crazy is that? They were basically censoring people's speech. They're not supposed to have that job. They'll just lie to us. They'll just lie to us. They'll just fucking lie to us. They'll just lie to us. And until somebody somebody blows the whistle on it, they're just going to keep lying to us. Our, like... Our corruption is out of control. Our debt is out of control. We have wars just to launder money and take away taxpayer dollars. By the way, taxpayer money, not the state's money, your money, state taxpayer money, not the government's money. That is your money, by the way. They're just going to lie to you. They're just going to lie to us. And we're going to then we're going to pay taxes so they can lie to us. Crazy. Um, moving on. Here's another story. Food container plastics. They're finding out that microplastics, more plastic, the shit is everywhere. We should, I mean, we should be thinking about this. We should be getting together and trying to figure out some sort of class action lawsuit. Microplastics are being, they've permanently just fucked the environment up. You really need to understand. We're, there's so much plastic in the world that we're breathing it in now. We're breathing it in. Um, but they're finding out microplastics release. So remember before there was a study that showed, oh, there's a lot of forever chemicals in fast food containers. And believe it or not, if you eat more fast food, there's lots of sealants on these things. So like when the hot food goes in there, it doesn't get soggy, doesn't turn the cardboard soggy, etc. And there's a lot of and there's a lot of PFAS, PFAS, better known as forever chemicals. Well, they're finding out that we're also getting a buttload of microplastics from these. And they're finding out microplastics are released in large quantities from takeout food containers, especially when we re-microwave them. So when you have leftovers and you re-microwave, believe it or not, it breaks down the microplastics and we actually eat substantially more microplastics because they get released and goes into the food and then we eat the food and then we swallow all those plastics and it releases phthalates in our blood and if you're a female then it's gonna a lots of phthalates in your blood is possibly gonna make you infertile so you can't make a people crazy so they found out that um takeout and fast food containers are a major source of consumed microplastics anywhere between 145 and 5520 Pieces of microplastic are eaten monthly if you eat takeout regularly. Any kind of takeout. McDonald's, pizzas, you know what I'm saying? Panda Express, whatever. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So it's going to be 
probably more health conscious for you to go to the grocery store. Even though there's probably a lot of crazy things, but it's probably going to be healthier for people overall to just eat from the grocery store. Isn't that crazy? So, and if you're having problems um, conceiving and you're a female, probably don't eat anything from any kind of fast food, takeout, Starbucks, nothing. Just everything from the grocery store. Because, believe it or not, a majority of women who um, are infertile have a lot of phthalates in their blood. And phthalates are released from plastic. And we're breathing in plastic now. So, um, that's something that, that you should keep in mind. Um, here's a crazy story. Retailers are now using a facial... Remember how there was that story a couple months back on... Madison Square Garden kicking out these lawyers who came to their venue um, because they were actively suing Madison Square Garden, but they were there just to watch a, their favorite basketball game. But they got kicked out of the game because facial recognition recognized them as they walked in and Madison Square Garden's corporate owners didn't want them there because they're being sued by these people. And so, based on facial recognition, they spotted them when they went to go sit down. They kicked them out. Well, here's another corporate Big Brother Overlord story. See, these little stories that happen, This is these are little windows into what's going to happen when smart cities go mainstream. And they try to sell us on the smart city concept of being hyper-connected and it's going to make energy consumption lower and... You know, saying driverless cars and we're going to be able to use drone taxis and blah, 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 blah. They sell us on utopia. But these little windows of these little stories we're going to get. I'm going to go into this story in a second. But just like the Madison Square Garden one, that's going to give that gives you a window into what's actually the what's going to this stuff's going to be used for. Someone's not going to like you and they're going to put you on a shit list. And now you don't know why you're constantly getting fucking attacked. Or thrown out of places. Or harassed. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they're using this technology to essentially, you know, make your life a living hell. But uh, the retailers are now using this facial recognition software called FaceWatch to, S- to identify known shoplifters out of their stores as they come in. So, you know, if you walk, you know, ever been to like, I don't know if you've ever been to the ghetto, but usually when you go to the ghetto... Um, those, uh, there'll be some, uh, like quickie mark guys and people who come in and shoplift, they'll put their picture up on the front door to like shame them. Well, now that's changing. There's this thing called face watch and retailers are now using facial recognition to escort known shoplifters out of their stores. And every time a shoplifter is observed, their face is added to all the stores who also subscribe to face watch alerts. So that means if you still, maybe let's say that you stole something from a store, I don't know, seven months ago or whatever. If you go into another store that wasn't a store you stole from. Now I'm not condoning retail theft. Fuck retail, fuck retail thieves. I've been this you know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, you guys are following COINTELPRO 2.0, um, this situation has made me the brokest I've ever been in my fucking life. 
And not once was did I even think like, I should probably steal this because I need it, but I don't have the money. Not once did I think that shit. Like, so retail thieves piss me off just as much. But it's important to observe how this shit is being used. Every time a, so- a shoplifter is observed in another store that uses that system, that person will be notified that a shoplifter or a known shoplifter in this private network, right? This is not part of, you know what I'm saying? This is a corporate network, is a known shoplifter. And then, you know what I'm saying? You'll get the, the, the people behind the counter, et cetera, will get alerts. Now, this is problematic because it corporatizes Big Brother. And because it's a new thing, it doesn't have a lot of oversight by governments. This could be abused. What if a mother, like, I understand if you're a mother and you're broke, you might have to steal some fucking diapers. Like, there's that, there's that, um, shit going around on Facebook. Like, if you see a mother stealing food and diapers, no, you didn't. I totally get that. You know what I'm saying? If you get to the point where you think that like, you need to steal to provide for your child, like, I get that. So that's unfortunate. But at the same time, what if they're a reform shoplifter or maybe they that was part of their life and they're not? Like, how long do people stay in these databases? What if I didn't steal anything from this store? They're going to fucking treat me like a, a criminal, even though, I, like I said, I don't like retail thieves. I just know this can be abused and it's going to be abused. And I don't think corporations should set up their own private Big Brother networks. Do you know what I'm saying? Where they have databases of people, etc., um, I think there needs to be government oversight about this. And it's important to pay attention to these kind of fucking stories. But face watch. Pretty crazy. Um, you know, it's another crazy story that happened this week. And everyone was talking about it. But the Supreme Court ruled uh, that affirmative action. Now, this is a different story we're on now. The Supreme Court ruled that affirmative action violates the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. This is expected to wildly change future rulings on equality as it reflects in federal law and the implications of influencing facial uh, racial preferences in various sectors, including government contracts. It's going to be an interesting world in the post affirmative action world. Um, there is inequality in the world. Still, there's still inequality. There is still inequality. I mean, But what they're saying is this is going to be good for college because it's going to merit things purely based on, supposedly, purely based on grades to be led into these schools. If that was the case, then what should be happening is you shouldn't be be allowed to use your name or your um, photo to apply to colleges. They should just allow you to attach your social security number and your GPA. I mean, real talk, we want to keep it equal, equal, because I mean, I, um, have some friends who are blessed with melanin and, um, this is a black girl that I hung out with. She said she would have to sometimes, um, just use her initials because her first name sounded very, um, I don't want to use the wrong term, but I'm going to use the wrong term. So, I mean, it would sound like, you know what I'm saying? She was a black American. It would be a black American's name, easily identifiable, other than something that might be a little more vanilla. 
And so she would have to abbreviate her first name in her resumes when she would send them, etc. Because otherwise, she would notice a high level of discrimination. And um, so I definitely think if they're going to start doing this stuff, I mean, yeah, GPAs and Social Security number, I guess that's how you should identify people. Um, if we're going to make it merit-based, we really need to strip out every part of it. But they're saying that this is most likely going to roll over to other things for, like, employers, for, like, government contracts. I mean, it's an interesting world. I personally think, this is what I personally think, I think the Supreme Court is making these rulings to divide the nation. Because Roe v. Wade, I don't even know why they did that. But they reversed that. And now it's like if you're pro or against, that means you're either red or blue, right? Real talk. Red or blue. Affirmative action, I think, is one of more of those things that further divides us. And it's going to be this new topic. And so if you're against it or for it, I think it's going to be attached to political parties, just like what they did with Roe v. Wade. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think a woman's right to choose should be attached to a political party, but it is. They politicized the fuck out of it, just like they politicized the vaccine. It's a vaccine. They politicized it. It's a needle. Needles don't vote, but it became a political football. I think all these long running things that were over, I think... The Supreme Courts are now being used as a means to divide the nation. Real talk. Because, like, what's the overall effect? Is now you have people who are on two sides of the spectrum. It just seems a little weird that we're now doing this and the result of reversing or ending some very long, substantial parts of American equality and our right to freedom of choice, etc. Um, specifically, the things that they're reversing are things that end up dividing the country. And if you're going to rule over somebody, you can't have them working together. You need to divide them. Divide and conquer. Because if they're fighting with each other, they're not trying to fight the people who are actually sh- shit stirrers. That's my own personal opinion. You can take it leave it. But affirmative action is now officially over. Um, here's a pretty crazy law. This isn't national news, but, you know, California, we got 40 million people. We're the most populous state. And I think this is bullshit and you should probably hear it. So I include it in this, in in the news and this week's weekly roundup. There's this new bill called California bill AB 665. It will allow social workers to remove children from parents if they think abuse is happening. Not proof of it, but if they think. But what is crazy about this is somebody who's a non-credentialed government worker can essentially also vouch. So this is somebody who is not fully credentialed, as a social worker, etc. But if they also think abuse might be happening, they can take your child away from you. If they think there's child abuse, so if their spidey sense is tingling, because we all know how, you know, legitimate that is. 
And I'm not trying to say, like, if you don't think a child is being abused, you shouldn't help them. But even if the non-credentialed government workers think so, they can take a child away from you. And if the child is over 12 years of age, get this, if the child is over 12 years of age, they will essentially send them to a homeless shelter to live and fend for themselves. If your child is over, if they take your child and the child is over 12, they will send them to essentially what is a homeless shelter. So your 12 year old kid will be, who's been taken from you, which is already traumatic, will be sent to a homeless shelter to fend for themselves. And I imagine they will just blossom as an adult and human being. What a crazy ass bill. Can you fucking believe this shit? Can you, who comes up with these things? Is there a room full of just dickheads who have, who are completely detached from reality who come up with this bullshit? Real talk. Like, who, who's making these things? Who's making, who's coming up with these fucking policies? But yeah, California Bill AB665. It's been fucking making pissed off and just making shit fire just thinking about it. asking me why is that well that's because your brain this is based off science and insurance data and and human performance data shows that until you're 25 years old your brain is not done developing or being able to be a hundred percent about yeah you're just not considered a grown-ass person in the eyes of the government or corporations until you're 25. It's the reason why you can't have a handgun until you're 25 years old. It's the reason why you can't rent a car until you're 25 years old. Because your brain hasn't fully matured. I think it's also crazy, though, that the U.S. government won't let you have a fucking handgun. And they won't let you drive a fucking car or rent a car. But at 18 years old, you can sign your life away and die for your country. Like, I don't know how many times those military recruiters, like, bro, I was 18 years old, like, 
I remember these military recruiters would come up on me at my skate spot and try to get me, you know what I'm saying? Oh, why don't you come in and blah, 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 like come in and check out what the, you know, what the, the U.S. military could do for you. Like preying on us right out of kids, almost like, uh, like fucking groomers, bro. Uh, 18 years old. I, I mean, I, I call kids in their young twenties, kids. I call them kids because they do. A lot of them act like fucking kids still. There's a reason because your brain literally doesn't stop having teenage impulses until you're 25. It's a scientific fucking fact. The same thing goes with college debt. And if you don't have parents that explain that shit to you or care a lot or, all, you know what I'm saying, they, all they heard was that you're getting into college, but you got to sign your shit away or what have you. Like, if the government won't even let you own a handgun or drive a fucking car or rent a fucking car based off of data that they know you're not going to make grown up decisions, how are you able to say you can sign a, your, your life away with debt, be saddled with this debt? And it's a special kind of debt that you can't write off in like a bankruptcy, but gins, but gen X during the 2008 crisis, the housing bubble were just let some salesmen convince them that somehow they're going to have this adjustable rate mortgage. And, you know, in five years, you're probably going to be making like $500,000 a year. So, you know, if we trust you, change the adjustable rate on you, whatever, right. It's going to be no thing, but you now you're on the hook for like a fucking 500,000, $700,000 house that you can't afford. And you guys can just toss that shit into the wind, but then you got these Gen Xers talking about, oh, well, I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying, why do you, you know what I'm saying, I'm not going to, you know, let you, what, write off your student loan debt because, you know, it's over your head, the interest rates are crazy. There are people on TikTok, there's a whole genre of TikTok people who show how they will make double payments of their student loan debt and they will still not make a dent and their student loans because of the way they're structured and the way interest is factored in. Like this was a total debt trap and they romanticized college. And I'm not trying to say like you sign up for something. You sh- if you sign up for something, you shouldn't pay for it. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is for the people who can't manage it, you should just like with the housing crisis where every Gen Xer, it seemed like was just absolutely blinded by the American dream. It was romanticized home ownership the same way college education was romanticized to a bunch of 18-year-olds who had no fucking clue. Um, and the same way that Gen Xers got sucked into that shit and they ended up not being able to pay for their fucking house. Like, there were millions of people who lost their homes. Just, and then they had to claim bankruptcy. I have family members who had to do that shit. So you guys can do that shit, but that also can happen with student loan debt. It's pretty crazy what's going on with the student loan debt, how they wrote it and how they wrote it into law, et cetera. Like, I just don't understand how that could be legal. There needs to be a a significant change to it. I mean, I think there's a little bit over a trillion dollars in student loan debt. I think mainly what they're thinking is, is that, you know what I'm saying? That's going to help pay the fucking bills. They can't release that shit. That's why I think they're grasping onto it. If you really know what's going on with their national debt uh, problem, bro. Yeah. What I also think is weird, though, is that I'm not going to get Social Security when I'm older. By the time I'm old, I'm not going to get it. It's going to be over with. They're already talking about making partial payments of Social Security 
to people who are already on it in the next couple of years. But I have to pay for Social Security and it comes out of my checks. I got to pay for that shit. Why do I got to pay for it? I'm not ever going to use it. So, I mean, I think there is a bit of leeway that people need to, instead of having this situation divide us as a about the the give and take and what position you're in and what people are carrying, etc. I mean, problem. I really hope they write a law that says that you can claim bankruptcy on it. I mean, my credit would be fucking fucking shot for that. But you know, like sometimes people get put in that position. There was tons of fucking people, millions of people. Like, like I said, I even have family members who saddled down with a house they couldn't fucking afford, and then they just got to write that shit off. They got bankruptcy. They wrote that shit off, and now they're moving on with life. I think that should be that same kind of policy should be handed off to people with a student loan debt crisis. It's just fucking crippling. And then how they are, it's just a mess. I hope the Biden administration comes up with some fucking miracle plan on this because otherwise it's just, it's a fucking mess. Um, here's a crazy story and it just goes to show you, man, they're going to romanticize smart cities and in reality, they're just creating smart prisons. And believe it or not, that's what one of the chapters in our documentary this year, Smart Prisons, is called. And I definitely recommend you go check out our documentary. Um, 2030 Vision Corporate Coup. It's on our website. 2030. Uh, it's on our website, meshnews.org. Here's an extra. Here's a story that lends to that. And uh, police are already using... Self-driving cars as surveillance tools in U.S. cities. That's right. These self-driving cars are basically roving security cameras. Because they have all the cameras on them already. Right? They have the cameras on them already because they have to see the road, etc. Well, now... The cops are accessing those those cameras and using them for roving security cameras. Companies like Waymo and Cruise are already releasing data to police, just like the Ring doorbell debacle we found out where cops were just accessing people's houses and their doorbells and their doorbell camera footage, etc. And it turned this fucking mess. And where everyone thought, oh, how convenient. I can see when people fucking are at my door and it's on my phone. Like, they're going to present it like convenience, just like self-driving cars. Like, oh my gosh, the cars are driving themselves. Like, no, bro. They're roving security cameras so they can watch us where they couldn't, they should not be watching us, which is everywhere because cars are fucking everywhere. It's just furthering government reach. And every time you think something, you know, from the future is coming to us, understand there is a group of people trying to figure out how could we use this to scrape more power and surveillance. Like, how about, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to come up with a bidet that, uh, you know, uses a camera so they can look at your fucking butthole. I guarantee you if there's a bidet that does that, right, and has, has B-hole detection technology, you know what I'm saying, so it can get the, the perfect squirt or what, that fucking cops are going to find a way to fucking access that shit. That sounds silly, but 
this is silly that self-driving cars are supposed to bring in the new, you know what I'm saying, the uh, new era of transportation, make things safer. But now they're just going to be watching us more with cameras that can't be locked into infrastructure because they can't be put on a pole and fed power, etc. Now it can just drive around and just watch shit. It's crazy. What happens in the future if they can like start driving these self-driving cars around like drones, just like a drone pilot drives around and then all of a sudden now cops are using these cars to go and drive through neighborhoods to surveil them. Just because. Just because I want to watch you in your front yard. I just think I should be able to do that. Who's to say that's not the future? Like, humans are programmed to fucking overreach. There's a lack of laws regulating the use, storage, and access of this data. And new laws are necessary for this shit. It's going to turn into the ring doorbell situation. And who's to say in the future that they don't use these cars like fucking drones? And just fucking start driving them around. And you just think like, oh, there's one of those taxis that must be on the way to like, no, no. They're driving that shit through Crenshaw because they just, they want to watch you. They want to, they want to, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're driving that shit through, uh, through town because they just want to, they just want to watch people. They want to see what you're doing in places where they're, where they weren't allowed to see, but now that they can. And you won't know the difference. Do you know what I'm saying? You won't know the difference. Why wouldn't they use that? Why wouldn't they do that? Why? Why wouldn't they? Why? Tell me why they wouldn't do that. Why? Why wouldn't they? But why wouldn't they? Oh, well, no, that's just a little crap. But yeah, but why wouldn't they? We were just finding out that the Department of Homeland Security in the previous story was using, uh, what was it, CISA, C-I-S-A, as a fucking uh, uh, speech controlling department to try to control people's speech and to fucking monitor people for shit that, you know, basically being the speech police, speech police. Why wouldn't police do that? Why wouldn't they commandeer one of those drones or saying, yeah, we'll let you in our county, but you got to give a couple of those to our officers. So if we want to remotely pilot one and go through a part of town or whatever, and like watch people or if, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say, remember, uh, there was this story that happened this week where this chief of police was so convinced that he could, that he was all powerful in the town this chief of police, this is, seems like it's unrelated, but I'm going to bring it back. But this is a story that happened this week. This guy, chief of police, his last name was like Crawford. If he mildly didn't like you, he would light your garage on fire while you were sleeping in hopes of murdering you. And they finally caught him because he just kept doing the same thing. It would be, he lights your garage on fire, lights your garage on fire, lights your garage on fire. And that was just a constant thing. He would just use gasoline. And then finally, somebody, enough people caught him on their um, home surveillance. But this guy has been doing this for years. And I come to find out that he would, he actually burned this one lady's down house down multiple times. And you know why he did it? Because um, his wife didn't like her. Just didn't like her. Just thought she was kind of a bitch. That's it. Like crazy, crazy, crazy. But he did this because he just thought he could because he was the chief of police and who was going to say he couldn't do that shit. What happens if we have a situation like where in L.A. there's L.A. County gangs, there's cliques, there's abuse of law enforcement, there's a corrupt law enforcement place, and they start introducing these cars where they say, okay, well, yeah, yeah, no, you can come into our county, but if we need to commandeer these things or if we need to, you know, watch, you know, in the area or what have you, people in the area, 
we get to have access to that shit. Just like with ring cameras, that got abused ma- massively. The smart city of the future is the smart prison of the future. They're going to they're going to just kneecap it. Before it even becomes utopia, they're going to kneecap it to turn this into a fucking prison. Why wouldn't they do that? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? They're already doing shit that they're not telling us, like the fucking speech police shit. At the like, why wouldn't they? There's just been countless of examples of them overdoing it and overreaching and abusing their power and trying to police speech and just to watch us and watch our fucking phone calls. Like, what the fuck? When is when is it going to be time for us to be like enough? I think that time will never come. Why? Because they'll just close your account as soon as you get enough people who sign up for the fucking, the protest. They'll just close the account or whatever, right? Because they control everything. The, if the, you're saying things that the government doesn't like and you run a business that relies on the internet to advertise or bid on contracts, they're just going to make sure you don't get any jobs, no contracts or whatever. Or they're going to make sure you don't show up on search results anymore. Why? Because you said things about the government that make the government look bad. I can tell you from fucking experience, they did that shit to me. They did that shit to me. I, I, I had my, I had a fucking my own business. They definitely did that shit to me. They controlled my clients. They controlled if I would bid on a job, if I'd get it or not. Well, they'll just make sure that person doesn't get my message like a shadow ban. They won't be able to see me bidding on the jobs and they can control how much money I make. And I'll never know. I'll never know. But they can do it. And they've already been shown that they will just do things until they get caught. And when they get caught, they'll just make light of it. And they have, and since they control the media, they're just going to say, hey, hey, you know, cover this story, but bury it in the bottom of page six or whatever, right? Like, we're just headed for a fucking dystopia. And it's unfortunate because the technological revolution could have been something to augment people's lives. It could have been something to free up our time. It could have done something to hyper-connect us. It could have made us a more free people, etc. But the government is setting the precedent. They're setting the tone ahead of time that they're like, yeah, but then we can just see everything people say. You know, and we can just see whatever they're doing at their houses and on their ring cameras. And we could just we could just hear all their phone calls and then we're just gonna lower the bar and allow any asshole with the most basic security clearance, like it could be a rifleman from a fucking, from the Marines, which is basically a grunt, but he's got low-level security. We're just, oh, well, you, you want to be IT certified? We'll help you pass the test. And you just come in and police the internet. Who cares if you start stalking some local broad that you're dating? And then, do you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, you think that you're above the law for something. Like, it just, bro, the shit can just get out of hand. And it's already proven to got getting out of hand. And they, we've been promised this utopia and technology and these angelic technology companies are going to fucking save the world and they're going to bring us the future and they're just making, they're making the fences closer and closer. You know what I'm saying? Like,
they if they just if they're fighting against the state and about you, they can just they can just hack your shit. They can just do that. And the and the tech companies back. It's not like a they don't like build special software. What they do is they leave all build. That's essentially what they're doing. Well, at least the operating systems like Android and Apple. Borrowing your phone. You don't own your shit. Government can seize that up, turn it into a brick. So who's to say that they don't have that for Teslas? Because I know Teslas have that dope century mode. Who's to say they're not abusing that? I don't think I don't think Tesla would be building that into their shit. But who's to say that the government's not actively trying to find a fucking exploit if they're doing that to these self-driving cars? Like Waymo and shit. It's just... The overreach, bro. It's getting out of control. I think... I hope with the... Right? Here's a, here's a hope for the future. I hope... Because now they're, now, they're, now they're starting to decriminalize magic mushrooms... And things like MDMA, pure MDMA. They're starting to decriminalize it. And legalizing weed. And then they're also coming out with all these cool vaccines to make it so you don't get the fucking clap or happies or whatever from some sneaky link hookup. Like, I hope that there's like another hippie movement post 2030, which it kind of seems like it's all kind of coming in on that. I hope there's like a new hippie movement 2.0. You know what I'm saying? Free love, etc. But part of it is we reject this fucking prison that they sold to us as a fucking utopia. And instead it's about free love and expression and we're all, you know what I'm saying, able to take psilocybin and we don't have to worry about, you know, you know, we'll just be free love and free psilocybin and, you know, legal weed and which, and these things, no, I'm not talking about opiates that make you crazy like a cokehead. I'm talking about shit that just makes you silly. And, you know what I'm saying? So we're not going to, we'll have to worry about disease. And I, th- I hope it's going to be another free love movement. But part of that, if we do come to that intersection, you know, post 2030, is that we'll also reject this fucking utopia. We'll reject this this technological false utopia we were sold. And it, all it is doing is just putting up more fences and stealing our personal liberties. And the government is just selling it as the solution. Oh, your car is going to drive itself and yada, yada, yada. It's just, it's just more fences. It's just more layers of control. So, like, in my situation where I've talked about this in COINTELPRO 2.0, when you do do something that puts you on a government shit list, they already got a dossier on you. They already have all these systems in place to control you. Now they have, now that, you know what I'm saying, they'll be roving self-driving cars that can see as you're trying to flee the U.S. government or trying to, you know, if you ended up, you know, being a dissident or you blew the whistle on something, you won't even be able to run away. Like... 
what I'm saying? Like, you won't even be able to run away. You won't even be able to hide. It really is going to be a fucking dystopia. I hope. I hope there's a future hippie movement where it, you know what I'm saying? And we reject this technological utopia. Be becoming a nightmare. I'll get off that soapbox. Talk about the last story today on this week's review and this week's uh, uh, debrief. And this is the FTC has proposed to penalize companies for fake reviews if the person didn't buy or use the service. This is some good news. This deters deceptive practices promoting fair competition among businesses. Fake reviews are a widely used practice to hijack consensus. What is consensus? Consensus is all these people are saying this, so it must be true. So what fake reviews do is... Gosh, got the best service, yada, yada, yada. And it's bullshit. And you go on Yelp, and I know older people love Yelp. It's like Yahoo, I guess, for them, because I know a lot of older people that still have their Yahoo mail. Some people have their own Hotmail still. Shout out to Hotmail users still, huh? But, um, yeah, fake reviews. They're thinking about fining people 50 grand for for posting fake reviews if you don't have proof that you bought the product or bought the service. I think that's a good thing. I will tell you, I had some clients in my past who one guy um, was into music and what he would do is he would pay for like 500 fake iTunes song reviews um, and it would just be a bot that would just do it like, dude loved his bots. But, uh, yeah, man, I think that's going to make the world a little better place. I'm glad the FTC is getting on some shit like that because there's a lot of businesses that cheat. There's a lot of, um, smoke screen. I've used businesses that had positive reviews and only to find out that they just made a bunch of ghost accounts or their homies just talked that shit up and it was deceptive and the people were a bunch of crooks. So, you know, hopefully this gets implemented. This is good. This seems like it's not that big of a deal, but it's actually going to do a lot of good in the world. There's a lot of bullshit out there, and we need to start policing the bullshit, and but also policing the police. Fuck, at this point. Anyways, my name is Stephen Beckman. I am the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. And if there's anything I want you to take away from this show today is I want you to understand like gospel it's not red versus blue brown versus white lgbtq versus breeders or you versus your neighbors it's always been and always will be the haves versus the have-nots you are the only thing that is real narratives are the delusion fear love and time is the only currency and if they're going to separate us with income inequality and make us poor, let's be a poor that they fear. I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble. This is my United It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before they get better. Yeah, whatever.